I'm doing a podcast out of town, in my car, at a park. We're talking about letting go of guilt and grabbing enoughness by the horns, girl. (laughs) I love you guys, and I'm doing this every single week. Yeah, I think about you every morning when I wake up, and I want to create small wins that become big wins for you. This is going to be fun. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants, and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. You know, it's funny, we're living in a world where guilt, perfection, and not enoughness are handed out like free suckers at the bank drive through Are you looking for an answer? Maybe you're looking for a fresh start, for someone to tell you that you're doing a great job, that look, you haven't messed up those kids, that maybe their failure to launch, it's their own business. A job you didn't get, well, other doors are going to open for better opportunities. I have been the mom who's questioning if what I'm doing is right, if what I'm doing is enough. If someone could do a better job raising my kids when they were little, when they were tweens, now when they're teenagers and even in college, do you ever ask that for yourself? I wrote Living Your Best Life to remind moms to celebrate the small wins because there are a million of them every day The kids will come home from school and we're a listening ear for them to talk. Maybe a neighbor is sick and we take them dinner and it makes them feel loved. I mean, how many times have we done that? Our kids are leaving for college and maybe dinner's not going to get on the table that night. But that's okay because they needed that attention, right? They needed it in that moment. String these moments together and enoughness is pressed down and it is running over. It's weird because the word enough means adequate or sufficient. It's like the Talladega 500. It's an annual racing event in the South. As the cars run through and they're telling you, hey, this is the last lap, there's this white flag waving around. But for us, it's not like, oh, lap 21, it says, you did it. You can rest now, mama. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say, whoo, you're enough. See, there's not a specific number or a rating system that defines enoughness. It's defined by the owner. It's defined by the writer of your story. I was playing doubles tennis a while back, and this guy on the other team, he missed what really seemed like the easiest hit. You know when it's right at the net, and you're just going to power slam that thing, but instead it went out. (laughs) He was so mad. I know because I've done this like a million times. No matter how many lessons, even my coach is probably going, "Mm mm-hmm. But he started screaming profanities, but it wasn't at anybody else. He was screaming them at himself. This told me so much about him, like how he felt about himself, the lack of respect that he had for himself. If he had said those things to my partner or to one of us, don't you know, there would have been like, a come to Jesus meeting. <laughs> Over this situation, he would not get away with that. It causes us to rise up and become our own advocate. My first thought is, well, crap, you know, I'll do better next time. Or, well, we're having fun. Or, I'm burning calories. Even my Apple Watch is like, 
good job, girl. You know, it's like you're doing a good job. Keep it up. But this guy, he had become his own worst enemy. He had allowed this pesky weed to set up shop in his own garden. And it was wreaking havoc, probably at home, at work, in his thought life. It was stealing his happiness, that deep-rooted contentment. It was like a robber giving full access to his most prized possessions, taking down his co-workers, his children, even his success. See, when we're looking for a robber in life, we typically, we are scouring the neighborhood. We put it in the paper. Who did it? Who's to blame? But we don't typically look inward to see if it's an inside job. This is what happens when we feel like we are not enough. Someone will make a snippy remark in the grocery store line. Someone's going to cut you off on the interstate. You are going to walk into a conference and no one's going to say, Hey girl, we have been waiting for you. Nope, that's not what happens. See, your kids come home from school and they are upset over a bad grade on a test that they didn't study for. And what do we do? We grab guilt right out of the sky thinking that we should have helped them study for the test or we should have hired a tutor. You know, I'm a bad mom. I mean, isn't that crazy how we immediately go to that kind of talk? We're like the tennis guy, you know, screaming at ourselves. That was not even our burden to bear. We're thinking, was that guy in the express lane mad at me? And instead of walking in our armor of enoughness, what do we do? I pulled the anger right out of the air. I pulled it right out of the sky and I stored it in my heart as if the world was directing every frustration, each insecurity. That baseball home run, you know, that swung that ball out into the world was created for me to catch it. I carried luggage meant not for me to bear and I made decisions all day long based on those frustrations. But I pulled anger out of the air and I stored it in my heart as if the world was directing each frustration. You know, every insecurity, it was setting a bad tone for my family when they came home from school, when my spouse came home from work. I mean, can you imagine, you know, put yourself in the shoes of the husband. <laughs> he's coming home and he's like, I don't even know like what kind of personality, what wife I'm going to get today. <laughs> You just want to like look through a window and just kind of see like what's happening before you walk through the door. <laughs> Probably scared to death of what personality is going to greet him at the door when he comes home. But it's all because I allowed the world to define my enoughness. What happened? See, I simply let go of my power to be the gatekeeper, to be the protector of my island. John 10.10 says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And don't you know, he's wreaking havoc in our lives, right? Just by our attitude and how we feel. And then, then we just, you know, you want to burn the house down. <laughs> oh, you skid out of the parking lot, you know, and the door opens up and the groceries fall out. And I've got a friend who said, <laughs> it was the funniest thing. She skidded out of the grocery store. The door opened up. She did not even know it. And she said she gets home and her groceries have fallen out of the car. And she goes back to the grocery store and she's like, oh my God, the steaks, the hamburgers that were in the box, like <laughs> some cars had just run over it. <laughs> See, it's just like, it's like a snowball effect, right? Oh, shout out to Lori. I've got a lot of Lori friends, so we're not going to peg her exactly, but people will be wondering. 
But the good news is John 10, 10 ends with, he came to give life and life more abundantly. See, we're not the victim here. We are the owner of our story. We are the decider of what's written on the page. Yes, life can throw curveballs that we didn't plan for. The lady at the nail salon that asked me, when is your baby due? Okay, (laughs) that was not a good moment for me. (laughs) The kids do stupid things. You know, my to-do list, it may not even get crossed off today. But this is not connected with my enoughness. This is not connected to your enoughness. How you react, the words you tell yourself, the getting back up and trying again, the laughing at yourself when guilt comes knocking, starting anyway when life feels so imperfect, leaning in and loving harder when life can be prickly. Girl, those small wins, they can be strung together to become big wins. Talk to yourself, (laughs) laugh at life. When it doesn't work out, be like, wow, (laughs) that didn't work out. Well, that was an ultimate failure. And just begin again. Get back up. How you react, what you say, tells the story. Tell yourself, wow, raising kids is not for the faint of heart. But I am not going to quit. Give yourself grace instead of guilt every single day. Ephesians 2.10 reminds us that you are a masterpiece created to do great things. You may feel like a mess, But girl, you are a masterpiece, and you have always been enough. Here's to living your best life. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Until then... Here's to living your best life.